0: What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from tanymanbaseballfan.com. I want to talk about something I uh, heard in the news today, at least in the trading card uh, news, I guess, uh, news cycle this last week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, there's uh, somebody by the name of Logan Paul. He is uh, one of the uh, infamous Paul brothers. Uh, they're YouTubers, I guess. And uh, Logan Paul, I think, if I remember correctly, he actually dated Jose Canseco's Uh, daughter for a while and I think they got in a spat on Twitter and uh just kind of a you know I don't know I'm not really I'm not really too terribly interested in all of that kind of stuff but um uh one thing that Logan Paul is interested in is uh Pokemon cards and he apparently pays boatloads of money for these cards in fact I think uh his brother, I guess it is. I, I don't know exactly all the details, but I think his brother had a Pokemon card that was worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a necklace when he was walking up to a boxing match or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure exactly how all that worked, but I remember just hearing little little bits of this. But um, anyways, ultimately, kind of what happened, uh, what I found out uh, recently is that Logan Paul ended up spending uh 3.5 million dollars on a case of pokemon cards and i started thinking man that's a that's quite a bit of money i didn't know that i I knew that there were some pokemon cards that were worth something but i didn't realize that somebody would be out there to pay three and a half million dollars for a case of them um that sounds crazy to me um but then again i'm sure to the rest of the population, what all of us pay for baseball cards sounds crazy as well. Maybe not three point five million dollars crazy, but uh, it's just uh, that's that's a lot of money there, guys. And so, uh, you know, kind of run over a little bit of uh, of what happened here. So first of all, uh, the the case itself was uh, was sealed, and let me tell you a little bit about how the sealing and authentication works. Uh, it's authenticated, sealed. Uh, it was sent in. Uh, to BBC Exchange, and what uh, BBC Exchange does is they look at these, uh, at these unopened boxes and cases, and uh, they say based upon their professional opinion, they can give a stamp or not stamp on if a box has been uh, uh, tampered with, uh, if a case has been tampered with, or if they've been sealed from the factory, or even if certain boxes have been from a sealed case, which is a big deal. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, 1989 Upper Deck, for for example, like you can you can have a box of 36 packs of 1989 Upper Deck, and statistically speaking, you should get a, an 89 Upper Deck Griffey uh, rookie in there. Problem is, is a lot of these boxes you won't get one why because people have found out sequentially where that Griffey typically falls based upon other cards that you pull from the first few packs uh, so you'll uh, and that's that's just kind of like a, a high overview I don't I don't remember exactly what the what the rules were or anything on it but um, but in any event people that uh, that see a sealed box of uh, well not a sealed box of Upper deck but a box of 89 Upper deck with 36 unopened packs even though they've got the tamper proof you know kind of foil wrappers around or wherever uh people can uh, typically figure out where the griffy is pull that one pack out replace it with another pack and whammo you still have 36 sealed packs of 89 upper deck so full box but no griffy and that's what everybody goes for for the 89 upper deck boxes right so the benefit of having a Box is authenticated by BBC Exchange that says it's from a sealed case. That means that it's not been tampered with like that. Um, so, anyways, that's that's kind of like the the base you know the base rules for authenticating um, boxes and cases and why people would do that. You have some of them. I think they they call them Franken boxes. If you uh, pull out the key packs and then uh, replace them with something else, you know, even '93 finest. I think they. Uh, the refractors fell at one pack per box and you could actually tell which pack had the refractor because there's like different, you know, color or something like that on the pack itself. So, you know, there, there are a lot of, lot of things that people can do. And so that's why it's really important to get uh, boxes authenticated to a lot of people. Um, In fact, when I was collecting them, uh, you know, a few years ago, that's exclusively what I would look for is, is to make sure that they're authenticated by, uh, by BBC Exchange and uh, that they're authenticated as being from a sealed case so um, that's what this was it was a case it was a sealed case uh, where BBC Exchange said uh, hey we we, have, we uh, are authenticating this based on the fact that you know that the markings on the case they everything looks good it shows that uh, that these are sealed so Jake Paul uh, actually ended up getting this from a guy that that bought the case uh, for our, uh, for two point seven million dollars. So the guy that sold it to Jake Paul, I'm sorry, Logan Paul, I guess, uh, he ended up uh, you know making what is that seven hundred thousand dollars, eight hundred thousand uh, dollars off of it uh, uh, by selling it. And you know you got to think, man, that's crazy. That's an amazing amount of money. So. Logan Paul puts this uh, case on on the internet apparently just to kinda show it off his YouTube channel and all that. And lo and behold, some people start saying, this doesn't look right. Something seems wrong with this case. There are a few things that appear to be off. And so what they decided to do was, they decided to do a video where they got a hotel room and they invited the owner of BBC Exchange, Steve Hart. Uh, I've I've dealt with Steve Hart before. I've really, uh, you know, he, he was always real nice and professional and courteous with me and everything. And uh, You know, but, uh, so you, you bring Steve Hart in, he brought in uh, the guy that sold it to him as well. And they say, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna look this over again and we're actually gonna open this on camera and see what happens. So, and, According to Logan Paul, they said, uh, you know, if, if we open this and sell these by the box, uh, this could literally be uh, something that doubles or triples in price. For all I know, he's right. Um, I just don't have a clue uh, what these things sell for. And, you know, shoot, who knows? With uh, with his uh, audience and his followers, maybe there are going to be a ton of people out there that would love to pay big money for a single box from Logan Paul's famous case so to speak. So anyways they do a video they have all these guys come in and no doubt there's nobody in the room that's not sweating bullets. I mean you know there's uh, they're just uh, this is a high stress situation. So uh, Steve Hart looks at the at the uh, case and he says, okay, so here's what we look for typically everything looks good. Now let's see what happens. And so they open it up, and it's like you're watching these guys with an exacto knife just cut through this thing. And you're thinking, "Oh my goodness gracious, this is this is insane!" Like they are putting in so much because y'all you know, like if I buy a twenty dollar card and it comes like bent or you know not as described, you know, they kind of you know that's a that's a big bummer to me. I couldn't imagine. $3.5 million, uh, $3.5 million case that you're going to actually, you know, cut into. So they open it up and and so sure enough, they see, like, the the faces of the Pokemon boxes are sealed at the top, and they're like, Oh, bro, yeah! Oh, it's awesome! Oh, yeah! You know, and they're like all hooping and hollering and stuff, and jumping up and down, and, and super excited about it, and they go, Wait a second! Wait, 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 wait! wait. What's going on? they they look at one and and the the seal on one of them looks kind of uh loose and they're like i don't think it's supposed to look like that i don't think it's supposed to look like that at all they're like pull one up and they pull one up and like uh take one one of the boxes out of the case and, and one of the tops kind of bows and they go oh no wait it's not supposed to do that what's going on and so they're very concerned at this point that the seals aren't tight Around the boxes, the individual boxes, and so uh, you start looking at this, and uh, and you know, as the viewer, you're like, man, this is getting kind of intense here. Like, what, <laughs> what exactly is happening? Like, is this is this fake or what? And like, what does it mean by fake? That was kind of my thing. Was like, does this mean that these aren't really sealed? Uh, did they put together some Franken boxes? Like, what does this mean? So. Uh, they made the determination that the only way they could really tell is if they actually open a box. So they literally open up one of these boxes and they pull the the flap up. And wow, like you look at it and sure enough, there's not Pokemon packs. There are GI Joe packs. Somebody at some point down the road, replaced all the Pokemon packs in these Pokemon boxes with virtually worthless G.I. Joe packs and did a half-hearted attempt to, or full-hearted, I guess, (laughs) to uh, seal these boxes back up and uh, put them in a case and make it look like the case was sealed and send it into BBC uh, exchange in hopes of duping Uh, the BBC guys and then eventually a seller or a buyer later on down the road and you know so the the room was obviously filled with uh, just heaviness and disbelief and Steve uh, said you know he goes well looks like we've all been duped and uh, so the problem is is there's just like a lot of people out there that have been really ragging on BBC Exchange over this, uh, you know, over uh, this video and what's happening. And really when you think of it, I mean, you know, they authenticated a case probably with $20 value uh, that their, their seal of approval basically made it three and a half million dollars for the most part, you know? And that's a tough pill to swallow. However, um, they are human. Um, and everybody gets, uh, can get duped at some point or another, you know, whether it's, uh, BBC exchange, PSA, SGC, BGS, like all of them, I think at some point have been shown to have a number of, uh, of, uh, you know, counterfeit cards or trim cards or, uh, altered cards that, uh, are came back as authentic or, or not as altered. And um, you know it's it's an unfortunate part of the hobby, but that's just like everything in the world—you're gonna have some sort of fraud that comes in, and so it's a, that's really kind of a tough pill to swallow because there's a lot of people that hold uh, boxes and cases of uh, of cards that have been uh, authenticated by BBC Exchange. Now they're wondering, are these real or like? can I trust this or not? And so I would imagine probably yes. Um, And uh, you know, it's just, it's still very difficult for people to, you know, to kind of wrap their brains around. So if I remember correctly, I don't believe that BBC Exchange does a whole lot when it comes to uh, Pokemon. So it sounds like, you know, that their bread and butter, their wheelhouse really is like baseball, basketball, football hockey that sort of thing so sports cards um so i personally wouldn't worry too terribly much about um you know any of their other authentication uh services and the items that have been authenticated in the past um there is another company um it's actually a uh well i don't want to say like a real life friend but like a a, a guy i know or a facebook friend uh, named uh uh, Kurt uh, that actually does uh, actually let me let me get his name here real quick I want to make sure I, I get this right it's a uh, Kurt Christensen and I think I've probably mentioned him before I've done uh, deals in the past he actually started up something uh, called uh, ripping vintage packs and um, I think they do authentication as well um, and I'm sure that they are you know incredible also like I've never had any any uh, Whenever they started doing this, I think that's kind of when I got out of uh, getting uh, getting these types of, uh, um, you know, pieces for my collection when it comes to like authenticated uh, boxes and, and cases and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, if you see like a box or a case that has like cellophane around it that has RVP on it, that's their company. Um, and it looks like there's uh, it's Kurt and Brandon. Um, let me see if I uh, can get Brandon's name here real quick. I'm on there. Their website here uh i don't think it has his last name um but anyway so kurt and brandon they're they're from ripping vintage packs and um i would you know certainly uh you know say that i trust them as well uh on you know when it comes to authenticating things they know what they're doing um, kurt's got like just an amazing stockpile of uh of unopened materials while well. he sent me pictures of uh, of all the stuff he has, it's like a museum. Like it's incredible. Uh, but uh, you know, in any event, I I feel really badly for Steve over at BBC Exchange. I really do. I mean, I just uh, you know, this guy probably uh, just you know, he, he got duped. You know, like there's uh, just like everybody else, the people that did the authenticating. Um, you know, they are uh, the people that uh, that actually you know took this case and made it look like it was a a sealed piece or whatever, they did a really good job. Guess what? That happened with with uh, autographs, like a bunch of uh, Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle autographs and everything passed authentication. Um, and these guys, come to find out, were just really, really, really good at uh, at making them look uh, like they were authentic. So I mean, it just happens everywhere. And you know, of course, there's a lot of people online that are more than willing to you know step up and know try to make a name for themselves by you know ripping the people that you know kind of got it wrong so to speak and that's it's unfortunate you know because everybody does make mistakes and I do understand that there's a big uh you know financial problem now that some people have because of this um, and so I, I just I guess I feel really badly for everybody involved on this but you know at the very least I mean I, I guess it does make for an interesting conversation um, and uh, it was entertaining you know so who knows maybe Logan Paul makes this money up just by, uh, um, you know, the views on his YouTube video or something. I don't really know. Um, but uh, in any event, it's uh, it was something that was kind of eye-popping that I thought was was interesting enough to bring up on the podcast here. Um, because you just don't see that every day. You don't see like three and a half million dollars uh, for a Pokemon uh, case that was open on camera and seen to be as, as fake. I mean, it just, oh man, I just, I couldn't imagine. I, I, like I said, I feel really badly. I think for, uh, probably for Steve, mostly just because of what he's having to go through online, um, for people saying things, but, uh, but in the event, um, you know, with all the bad that's in the hobby, there's, there's plenty of good. And, uh, you know, so I, I don't think this is going to really, affect too terribly much as far as you know pricing or values go on this and if it i mean i'll tell you what if it does i I very well might be the first one buying some stuff up i mean (laughs) i love i love these boxes and like i said i I trust these guys i trust bbc exchange i trust rvp um and so you know maybe i'll maybe i'll grab some if the price dips i don't know um there were a lot of people online that said you know i I was going to authenticate stuff with them, but not anymore. And, you know, being very public about it and I get it, I understand, but, um, but no, I don't, I don't think this is, this should be too terribly much of a concern for people. Um, my thoughts personally, um, that's, that's kind of my personal thoughts. If, if you, if you disagree, completely understand that's, uh, you know, that's definitely, uh, uh, you know, it's definitely something that other people have said as well, of course. So, um, but anyway, so just kind of a, kind of an interesting story. I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to, uh, uh, you know, be somebody that talks about it as opposed to being somebody that this happened to or whatever. I mean, that'd be, you know, that'd be terrible. But um, anyway, so, so there it is, guys. Um, it's uh if you wanted to look more on it, I mean, if you, if you Google it or go on YouTube, you can watch the video. It's like seven or eight minutes long or whatever. And, you know, I never thought I'd, you know, advocate for, you know, more traffic for a, a Paul video, but... <laughs> But you know, it's it's interesting at the very least to, you know, kind of give you something to to entertain you um, for a few minutes at least. So, anyways, uh, that's all I have for you today, guys. Um, thank you all and uh, for listening, and hope you have a great day.